Hi, everybody. I'm Seth Busby, the editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guests are the co-founders of Project Optimism, Noreen Mosley and Jenny Boymore. Together, they're on a mission to make the world a more optimistic place. If you're one of those glass half empty people, then you're going to be interested to hear from these ladies because they believe that not only can optimism be learned, it's great for you and your business. They're here to share some tips to put you on the path towards optimism. So, uh, Noreen and Jenny, I'm so happy that you could be on the show today. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Now, what I would like to get straight to is it's been a pretty difficult 18 months for everybody. I think um, optimism is probably not the way a lot of people are feeling. Optimistic is probably not the catchphrase of the day at the moment. So what can we do? How can we begin to make ourselves feel more optimistic in such a pessimistic time? Jenny. It's all about choosing an outlook and, you know, sometimes it's hard and I think during this time, it's such an extreme time that there's just so little we can control. Like we we just can't control it. I think people are generally used to being in a situation where they can kind of control most of what's going on in their life sometimes good, sometimes bad, you know, ups and downs of life. Whereas during this time, there's just, there's a lot more you can't control than what you can control. And really, the only thing that we really have a real choice over is our outlook. So the lens we wear on life and how we approach it. So I think that that's the first thing is actually just really making that choice that you want to look at it through a glass half full, glass overflowing, you know, optimistic perspective as opposed to the alternative which doesn't actually help anyone including you. So, Noreen, are you saying then, and is Jenny saying that optimism is something that can be learned, that we can all yes. learn to be that little bit more half, glass half full person? Yeah, so that's really interesting because um, I'm not a natural optimist, Yes, I'm not like, like Jenny's a natural optimist. Maybe you can hear that in her voice. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm what you would call a learnt optimist and I'm still an optimist in, 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 uh, in progress as well, as I like to call myself. Um, but yes, it's very, very possible to learn it. And it's, it's just really a case of becoming more self-aware. So I, throughout COVID, I mean, I'm a small business owner as well. I have a business with Jenny, but I also have an entertainment business in, in, in the heart of Melbourne. And, you know, we were locked down more than any other state so far uh, in, in, in COVID. So um, uh, I, had to, I had to really, as Jenny said, focus on what I could control and what I couldn't control and just put my energies where I could. And during this time, then obviously, you know, working in optimism and we'll come back to that a bit later. But I mean, I actually did have to stop myself and make myself think differently um, Mm. and approach issues differently than to what I would have done so before, but I had to learn it. So yes, I believe optimism and hope, as I call it, optimism and hope are, are, are very interconnected for me. I think they are very possible to be learned. So, Noreen, then how do you think you learn to think like an optimist? It sounds like it's a first-hand experience for you. What are the what were the steps that you took? Self-awareness, really, what I was doing before versus what I, you know, um, started to change and I'm doing mostly now. Although I do slip back into my old ways, so I'm still 
practicing. But in our Habits of an Optimist course, there's 14 different habits of an optimist. And they're all really, really simple things um, like smiling more, laughing more, asking yourself what makes you optimistic, asking others what makes them optimistic, thinking more optimistically, surrounding yourself with optimists, daydreaming, turning off the news. Like turning down the news and turning off the news sometimes, all media is so essential in our lives, but do we have to have it 24-7? Uh, and particularly during COVID, I think it was um, it was sort of, uh, it was particularly, you know, distracting and disturbing because we heard it so much, I guess. So self-awareness, changing habits, and then just practicing them. And surrounding myself with optimists like Jenny and Victor Purton, who we work with at the Center for Optimism as well, were all just things that I... I grew, fostered, and now practiced more and more and more of. So optimism breeds optimism in effect. Yes. Jenny, you're being described as a, a born optimist there by Noreen. She says you're pretty much <laughs> I look you're laughing already. <laughs> Were you truly one of these born optimists? Yes. Well, look, I was. And, you know, uh, my mum always describes me as, you know, us going to events and, you know, coming out and saying, I just love all these people. Look, I think, um, you know, yes, I am like that. And certainly, you know, my front persona is certainly like that. I think for me, optimism you know, is is the belief that everything will be okay and kind of backing yourself to somehow know it will be. Um, and, you know, it doesn't mean that life doesn't have its ups and downs and its bumps and major hills and, you know, everything else in between along the way, but it, it's that belief that somehow things are going to be okay. Now, obviously, some life experiences are harder to approach with that than others but you know once again it's a choice you know how can I kind of look at everything from a learning perspective you know I have a love of learning yeah I love sharing my love of learning and for me everything's a learning experience so however crappy it might be the question is you know what can we learn from this happen I do things differently and sometimes you know there are situations in life that aren't like that and they're really really awful and tragic and it's just about, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and maybe, you know, helping other people learn from your experience and, you know, helping others go through it in a slightly easier way. So there's always a kind of a perspective that we can take on it. But for me, it's really about that somehow that belief down in my gut that somehow it's going to work out. And you're not saying you have to be uh, optimistic all the time. You're not saying you have to be constantly cheerful, are you? No, no. So there's actually this perception that optimism is very kind of Pollyanna, rosy, rosy, fairy floss and balloons and, you know, rainbows and, you know. Um, and, yeah, like there are people who are like that, but really it's a lens. It's, it's that lens we wear and it's that belief that somehow things are going to work out. And a lot of people like to add, Noreen loves to add this bit, which is, you know, if it, if it hasn't worked out, then it's not the end. So it's it's really a lens we wear it's a choice we make it's a way we choose to kind of see the world and I think you know for people who are optimists the habits that Noreen described before are things that they just do generally in life and for us it's about 
sometimes, you know, you have those, those general ups and downs in life. But through COVID, I think this has been really interesting because a lot of people who generally didn't have mental health issues and didn't, you know, had just the normal ups and downs, suddenly found themselves in a situation of really kind of hopelessness and really difficult to work out. And they kind of forgot these strategies that they generally implement when they're out in the world. So I think it's it's been a really interesting time. Building on that then, uh, Jenny, maybe you first and then Noreen, if you want to chime in, um, what would be strategies that you would suggest to people that are finding it particularly tough at the moment? So we've developed a program with 14 habits. Anyone can jump on and do it. I think out of those 14, some are going to resonate with some people and some are going to resonate with others. And I think that's the great part about human nature is that we're all different. So there are some that really resonate with me smiling at people, you know, just being able to see someone's eyes smile, you're at the shop, someone smiles, you know, those really, really simple things, I think may actually make an enormous difference. You, One of the ones that I love is, you know, you're standing at the checkout and people say, hi, how are you? And you say that. Yeah, good thanks or not bad or whatever it is you say. You have this kind of really empty conversation and turning that around and kind of making it a little bit more um, impactful and, you know, saying, well, what's actually the best thing that's happened to you today? And Noreen and I actually tried it recently. You know, we're at the supermarket checkout and, you know, this guy was standing there and he was like, oh, how are you? You know, this kind of conversation. I said, oh, what's the best thing that's happened to you? And he just kind of like, it's like his whole world lit up. So I suppose it's about little actions that light you up and the people around you to make an overall difference. And it's actually all these little things that we do and choices we make about who we surround ourselves and what we listen to and all of these little things that actually make a huge difference to your overall well-being. So Noreen, you'd agree with that, starting mm. with the small action and those incremental changes can end up being a big change? Absolutely. You know, it just, yeah, you just, it just, it changes you. You suddenly realize that you're just thinking a little differently. I mean, for me, I, it, the main thing for me, I think, was surrounding myself with with more brighter, lighter and more optimistic people, really. And, and not, not discarding any, I mean, I, you know, I've got great people in my life, you know, but I think I turned up the volume on the people that were, you know, thinking a little bit more optimistically, you know, because it helped me be more optimistic by being around them more. So did you also have to turn down the volume on your own inner voice? Yeah, I did. I did. I became, as I said, I became quite aware of that. Like I, you know, I'm quite a resilient person, you know, um, like I'll just keep going, keep going. I'll ride over things, keep going, keep going. But, you know, you can't, you can't sustain that. You cannot sustain that unless you believe that somehow things will work out in the end, because otherwise, why do you keep on going? So you burn out. So I think I was doing things, but I knew I couldn't have sustained them unless I really had this optimistic mindset. It changed lots of things about me. I was, as I said, I was still doing a lot of things, but it just made it stronger and made it more, I don't know, more real. Because you know when you kind of just, you're just going, going, keep going, keep going, keep going, I don't care, I don't care. Like eventually you will just sort of burn out. But if you believe that somehow, yeah, it's going to be okay if I keep going, it's actually going to be okay. It will be eventually. It just will be. You know, then it makes it all worthwhile. And then you, you, you actually become stronger and you can go for longer and longer and longer. So yes, um, yeah, inner voice, outer voice, um, all, all got tweaked for me. 
And Noreen, how did you two come across each other? How what was the impetus <laughs> to to begin working together? I've known Jenny for a number of years, and um, I've always been, you know, just attracted to her lovely, bright, generous nature. Um, and yeah, I guess it was her optimistic sort of aura. I guess. And um, we just had a lot in common around a love of learning for adults. So in my other business, my entertainment business, we ran a lot of adult face-to-face events. And uh, Jenny and I would do some work in that in that space, you know, like delivering various programs. Because Jenny has a training and education background, and I have a training background as well. Actually, six months before COVID started, we decided that we'd actually expand and work together, start working together in the online learning space um, and complement the face-to-face learning with some online programs, working with trainers, coaches, businesses, putting training and learning together online. And then, of course, goodness gracious, COVID happened. And yeah, we just got very, very involved and focused in that whole area, uh, working in induction programs um, that were remotely done, uh, using animation, all kinds of interesting, interactive fun adult learning tools and then from that thinking hey maybe we can actually help people become more optimistic and that's where we got involved with Victor who I'd known for a number of years he's the why of optimism and we became the how of optimism with Project Optimism so we used the tools that we had from our online learning our same mindset and approach to helping people and created Project Optimism and the Habits of an Optimist course. And Jenny Why is it so important that people take on this optimism journey? I always just thought people, you either were or you weren't. I didn't, you know, this whole, you know, choice thing, (laughs) I just didn't realise how actually quite how simple it was. And I suppose for people who are more pessimistic, it's more difficult. But, you know, there's a continuum of people. The really exciting part is that there's a lot of evidence now around the health benefits of optimism and this is where I think it's like you know it's not a buzzword you know there are all these amazing words and all these amazing programs out there but there's actually significant links now between health and wellness longevity and optimism and that to me is where it's really exciting because who would think that just the basic way we think and our basic perception of life actually has an effect on health? Um, I just I just think it's amazing. I think if it's actually that simple, why wouldn't we do it? Like the Dalai Lama has an amazing quote, which I love, which is choose optimism. It feels better. And I think that kind of summarises it. It feels better. So why wouldn't you just let yourself feel better knowing that it also has that overarching health and longevity effect? So then, Jenny, three things any one of us can do today so that we feel more optimistic. Smile. Look for opportunities to smile, definitely, at other people. Your body doesn't know whether you're faking it or really smiling from the heart. <laughs> so you start faking it if necessary. You know, I always couple that with laughing because I, I just think laughing is just so good for the soul. Um, but laughing is one of the habits. So, you know, find things to laugh about. You know, there's amazing 
laughter yoga programs because there's evidence now about how laughing really makes a positive impact on on your body. Uh, so they're really really simple things. I think forgiveness is an interest one of the interesting habits. So choosing to forgive yourself, um, forgiving others. I think that's an interesting one. Limiting your news intake, as Noreen said before. I think you know we're just surrounded by that negativity. So it's about keeping in touch and getting what you need from it, but just not absorbing yourself in it. I think there are a few things that people can just take away. Our three takeaways then would be smile and laugh more, switch off the the damn news and be gentle on yourself, be more forgiving of yourself and others. Would that be it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, be kind and forgiving to yourself. Awesome. And ladies, Noreen, Jenny, you can't see each other, so I'm going to say, Noreen, how can we find out about (laughs) Project Optimism? Where can people go and what can they do when they get there? Yeah, well, Project Optimism is a not-for-profit, so it's it's a free resource for people who want to learn to become more optimistic um and the um website is www.projectoptimism.com.au and they just have to look for the habits of an optimist course and uh log in and enjoy it it takes about 50 minutes just to kind of race through it and just get a real good sense of everything but it can also take you a lot longer if you want to dig deeper into each of the habits there's lots of resources and podcasts and you know, TED Talks and other articles and things. So people can really, really dive deep or they can just wander through it and get a sense of it all and then go back to it and get more of it later. That's how we like to offer it to people. Awesome. Thank you very much. It's been so great having a chat to you both today. And um, I look forward to checking out the course. Thank you. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you. Lovely talking to you. Thank you.